like the reason why she's doing that hand jerking thing is because apparently the spirit is trying to leave her through her thumb, through her hand. And I'm like, you're just leaving me through your hand and you're touching me because that was trying to jerk it to me. sister right yes but yes, isn't correct. there anything that she could do like has she seen this before no because um they kind of like have lived with it apparently so she she did mention that when she, when this whole thing started she got so spooked and scared that she couldn't even live by herself because like she saw these things happening to her sister um but she's kind of just accepted as part of a sister thing and it's just more of like you know what there's nothing we can do we just gotta let it play it out and it's true like honestly um after a while, like, I think after two, three hours, when she's exhausted from the thrashing and stuff, she fell asleep and it stopped. And she, you know, she just kind of like mumbled in her sleep. So I, like, I really don't know the truth behind the story in this case, like whether it's through possession, whether she's got, um, it's, an, it's an internal factor or something. I, I'm really not sure about it. So um, I kind of like decided to just not think about it. <laughs> okay, like the whole scream thing happened. My friend like had to stop the car and like start to look for the spider in the end. He said that she claimed that she had got gotten rid of the spider. I don't know whether it's true or not. I think we kind of were just ready for the night to be over. So the faster we got back to Dubrovnik, the better it was. So we kind of just drive. We were just kind of like, she said, no, it's fine. I've taken it out. It's fine. It's dead. So then we just continued driving. And then, yeah, so... So the whole thing was still happening, like I said, until like two, three hours later, she got exhausted and then she fell asleep. I should probably mention at this point also, again, with the whole traveling thing without the accommodation thing. Yeah, that was happening at that time. We, kind of, we were kind of like driving to Dubrovnik without a destination in mind. We didn't have any accommodation either. It was just miserable to be honest. Oh my God. <laughs> we're driving, but we didn't even have a destination. We have a general destination. <laughs> not, like, we didn't even know where it was. It was a happy ending because as you can see, I'm alive. I'm fine. No possession over here. But we managed to get an accommodation that night. The people um, were really nice to like take us in even though it was really late. I think we arrived at like 2 a.m. or something. Uh, yeah, it was, it was it was a long drive. Yeah. yeah. So so then that night we kind of just like huddled together. We're like, oh, guys, like what actually just now? <laughs> so because we couldn't we couldn't talk about it in the car, obviously, because she was mm. in the car. So once she fell asleep, like the rest of us were just like, so that happened. <laughs> um, <laughs> like, like, is she conscious this? She can't remember what happens when they take like, moral of the story is background maybe check know a little bit about your travel buddies before yeah. you go but I don't want to say that either because honestly like it was one of the best trips I've had like despite the whole thing I'm holding like that girl girl A like she's oh my god like I'm so close to her as in she's come and stayed over to my place I visited, I've been traveling with her a lot now. And we're really close to checking with each other like every three, four weeks or so. For my friend, the Norway girl, she's really close friends to girl A now also. Oh. Like, heck, like they travel without me now. And I'm just like, 
Excuse me, I brought the two of you together now. <laughs> Give me some credit. <laughs> oh, yeah, so it's really nice to see friends from different travel groups meet up and be okay as well. So that's pretty really cool. Like, that's why I don't really want to say, like, make background checks or be wary of who you travel with because some of your best travel buddies are those who you don't know and you take a risk with. And, you know, they become friends for life. Hopefully, I will stay yeah. friends with them for life. Um, maybe a miss, but... <laughs> yeah like I guess everything with life is that way isn't it like yeah. you, you just never know really, you're don't... just really like courageous I would say like honestly yes <laughs> I agree on a part like you know spontaneous trips like ends up being the best trips ever but honestly yeah. like girl something really bad could have happened <laughs> it could have happened I know like yeah. I said that was the first and uh, I think the only time I've ever felt like oh but it, it turned out fine so I'm okay I think that was like my my most crazy one that I hold dear to my heart just hearing from it I, I'm just like so blown away <laughs> it was like yeah. really, it just gave me a lot of chills like honestly like the part like when she's trashing herself and like she's bumbling and all yeah, that that was a fun I mean I can yeah. laugh about it now but at yeah. that moment I think I think the best part about like you meeting all your friends like during traveling it's because like they match the kind of energy level and the kind yeah. of risk level that, that you can you know you can manage like gotta be really um careful and really like take care of your safety because I've traveled to like places where I really you know we got scammed and got robbed really you've been robbed I didn't get robbed but I was like <laughs> yeah like the diversion kind of person that they were using See, I remember one time we were doing this land in Barcelona and then we were gonna take a train to our accommodation so we got out of the train station and like you know we were carrying our luggages and all that and then suddenly out of nowhere like three men came and helped me carrying my luggage like, I was holding it but like they were trying to hold it as well you know, lifting and me like, up through the stairs and I was like act of kindness oh, but like I'm kind of skeptical okay. I mean yeah. I didn't ask for it alright I mean I'm sorry, I mean, like, and at this point we're just kind of like okay carry me then yeah. <laughs> you and, know and, but it's just like well this is happening I'm just yeah they, they, they literally just dragged me right? like I'm really small size coming <laughs> back to it like I did, yeah I'm fun size I don't have any strength to kind of like tell you all that even i was like you know it's fine it's fine like i don't i don't need your help i, I don't know what their intentions are my friends were like at the back uh, of me and, and they were actually they, laughing at that point because they thought it was like funny yeah. like you literally could have actually been ki- like in the midst of being kidnapped and yeah. they were laughing yeah they were laughing at me oh my god like friends Can looking back your life choices? i know <laughs> i was like did i make the right choices <laughs> and i looked back and i was like you know guys like come on help me out you know like because i was getting really far away from them it turns out that actually they have snatched one of my friends a wallet and then uh, like as a miss of like a you know like a diversion I, it was really yeah. fast like everything you can't even process because once they take away the wallet right then mm. they came to me and then so the attention would be on me right and then after that yeah. my friend just kind of realized that oh my god like where's my wallet like you know i can find no, it it's blah, blah, blah. gone before you know it because like once Reach. they helped me up to the stairs and then they just like kind of like um, left. it's a common trope that i'm hearing a lot with Barcelona. Mm. i think like three separate people have told this me this story. story about them getting pickpocketed in barcelona one of my friends story was that she had like this bunch of kids just like surrounding her um, like confusing her and yeah. the like, while it's gone yeah. yeah stuff's yeah. gone that, but on that point though it's like that is actually worth pointing out because I really do believe that a good backpack is 
<laughs> because I always travel backpacks, right? Yeah. So I have this backpack where the um, passport and the really important like, stuff, right? it's located on the back side of the bag. Mm. So when you hoist it up, right? So the thing that like sticks to your back. So there's like a pocket there. And I love it, like, because okay, it's easy to reach, but, like, it's not a pretty backpack. Every time that backpack is in a is in a picture frame, I'm just like, oh, my God, that's so ugly. <laughs> it kind of just, like, ruins the whole picture. But, <laughs> but it can't be safe all this while. <laughs> but as long as it keeps all your things safe, I would rather yeah, that, it because it does happen a lot of times, like, you get robbed and all that. Like, my friend yeah. lost a passport. Oh, and shit. the whole thing about losing your passport is so damn annoying yeah because you gotta go to the consulate yeah. if you travel um in a foreign country like it's best mm. if you travel in groups and you don't actually leave somebody behind because like that yeah. time my friend wanted to go to the loo and then she was like you know what it's fine i can go by myself you know you guys can go and do whatever and we were like okay you know it's just literally like next door like what could happen right and then the thing is once she came out she realized that her passport was gone and we don't know whether she was robbed or she dropped it because we searched high and low back for the passport and it was gone what she mentioned was that she put at the back of the backpack line i think if you unzip yeah, it it's, it's very easy to take uh, and you know we actually ended up going to the police station and i could barely understand uh, the language and then they end up going to the embassy and then like she had to fly back to london to get a temporary passport and then, because and then, we were supposed to go to Budapest next and we had to reschedule which she ended up booking like another night there she yeah, flew that's... to London and then she flew back so actually like the days really shortened but she really wanted to be with us so like there's so much additional cost there oh my god I've, okay, I've never had I've, and I hope I will never ever have to yeah. experience it yeah. yeah but that's like a, a legit view of mine so like okay wait so your toilets right I don't know I <laughs> There's this one weird instance, and this only happened, like, I think, two years back when I was traveling with two girls. We actually know these girls. Um, I think you know when I went to Japan with these two girls. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, so that was the one ever, ever time. You know how usually when you go and travel, you always make sure to get all your business done in yes. your hotel room because you don't want to use public toilets? Yeah. But it was the opposite on that trip because, oh my God. Okay, so I just need to give you context. Like this hotel I was staying in, it used to be a brothel. Oh. <laughs> so it was a very, very old brothel. Oh. The toilet, uh, the squat down toilet. And I know that like, in Malaysia, you have those. Yeah, yeah. But I've not encountered that kind of toilet since the other house time. at my grandma's house yeah. got demolished. And, you know, my grandma's house is like really old. So they had an outhouse. It was like a kampung, kampung style house. So, so you know, it's been demolished. No one uses it. So, you know, I, you know, I came in. I was like, oh, Japan. I opened the toilet. Oh, squat. <laughs> so, never knew yeah, that they would have I mean, that in japan okay yeah i was so shocked but it was still there but you know again like it was a brothel literally right like the bed i don't know the bed coast or something yeah, yeah it had like the naked frames. women on it so like when i was sleepy i was literally facing like a pair of boobs how did you book this hotel like did you not read the <laughs> reviews you know, on so this is what we talked about in terms of travel compatibility right yeah so you need to agree on a lot of things, you know, like the travel itinerary or bathroom schedules. Honestly, mm. that's actually really important. And the budget, of course. Mm. So we really wanted to like keep it on the minimum side. That hotel was like cheap, but it was like really close by to the train station. It was just really easy to just navigate from there. It looked fine in the pictures, but when we got there, it was like, oh, oh okay. 
of naked women, weird stains on the floor and the ceiling. Weird stains on the floor. Oh, ew. Okay, it was not a brothel anymore. It was a proper okay. accommodation. But naked women everywhere. So yeah, that's the story of how I slept with the boobs. But okay, going back to the toilet. So that was like one trip where the only ever trip where I'm like. I need to go to the toilet, guys. Let's go now. Let's go. <laughs> and so I was just like, hold on, let me just get my business done over here. <laughs> and then it's like, at the end of the day, I was like, guys, wait, like, let me just get everything done before we go back. I would rather yeah. poop and pee in the public toilet than I should <laughs> in the room that we had. I'm so sorry. Like, I keep digressing. <laughs> so I think Chloe had actually basically sent to me one time part of how conversations go. I don't know if you remember you sent this to me. Did I? I have to give like pre-context, context, <laughs> and I start the story and I end up digressing and I forget my train of thought. This is how is... conversations with me usually <laughs> It's okay. I'm, I'm keeping up so far. We segue yeah. into toilets, but you know what? Toilets are interesting. <laughs> it is. It is. I love my toilet time. Sorry, mm-hmm. I declared that a lot. Okay, okay. Moving on, moving on. <laughs> But I want to know, like, like, traveling uh as a, you know, Muslim woman, Asian woman, has there been any, like, significant moments, like, you know, people giving you, like, the look? Uh, Yeah, the looks is, I mean, I should say at this point I'm used to it. It wasn't as weird as it used to be um, when, you know, and I first started really traveling by myself. Mm Because that's when you start feeling really self-conscious. Yeah. Um, I kind of did feel weird. Um, There's certain countries where I'm a bit more cautious mm-hmm. more than others just because some people have told me that, you know, they've got like a really bad experience. Usually I've never had anyone like hurl any racist slurs to me or anything. Except that's one one weird incident and I'm not even sure whether it was a, a racist slur or something but it was just more like I was walking with my sister I think it was in Chicago we're just like walking money on business and suddenly this this guy was like came into our face and it's like something like this is do do bitch and I'm like what and then like he kind of just walked off and then oh. yeah so I think that was the only time where I've ever had like something weird like that happen mm-hmm. to me like it was just sort of like something that he kind of just said while he was passing by us like, I, I'm, I know I'm sounding like a broken tape record when I say this, but I've been really, really lucky when it comes to <laughs> these kind of things. And yeah. I, I really am. I'm like, I rarely ever get stopped at TSA. There were two instances where I remember I got singled out. Of course, it still sucked. Like, the fact that it happened at all. But um, one was on my way back for good uh, to leave to- the UK after I was done with my studies. And the other time was, I think, on my flight from Hong Kong to San Fran, I think. It was a different trip altogether. But, like, I got, like, sidetracked. I don't know. But, like, again, it wasn't bad. It was just more of, like, okay, we're just checking you once again. And then it was Mm -hmm. fine. But my sister, oh, my God, I feel really bad for her. So she studied in the States, okay? And her name is a very common Arabic name. But for her, every time, every time she flies into the States, she always gets up. And I'm not even talking about like, you know, the extra body check. This is basically like her um, getting called into a separate room. Oh my and God, just like what? getting questioned. Yeah. And it's like not even like, you know, 15, 20 minutes, but this is like three, four hours of just like her staying in the room while they check her details, check her bags every time. She was a student. She's, she's a student. And oh, like, I feel so sad for her. Like, she just doesn't want to travel outside of the States just because she just cannot be bothered to go through this again. 
And it's the worst every time she's coming from Malaysia to go into the States. First time traveling, that happened. And it was her first time as a student and st- going by herself. And ironically enough, or maybe not ironically, I don't know at this point, like when she graduated, she's going to fly back to Malaysia for good. It happened again. And she was sort of like, it just came full circle. Yeah, so, so on that point, as a Muslim hijabi, I've been lucky to have not been subjected to that. But... I know for a lot of people, they're not so lucky about that. And it's really sad because my um, sister is honestly really nice, really uh, sweet. She was really upset um, on that, I think, on that last year. Because, you know, like, she spent four four years. Yeah, she spent four years in that country and get treated like, like that. That yeah. was, like, her last memory of her <laughs> in the States. And, I, yeah, that was that was really upsetting for her. I think, in a way, it's part of a reason why, like, when people ask, like, why don't you just... Stay there for a couple of years and try working there. No. You know, like, you see the world some more. She loves traveling to South America. Would have been perfect for her to, like, you know, make it her base to just stay there, keep traveling somewhere before she comes back for good. But for her, it's like, she's done with that. She's done yeah. with that whole being treated like, like that. Like, I guess. two, yeah. three so, hours in yeah. a separate room. And That's... three hours is her being lucky. She cannot afford short layovers when it comes to international flights going to the States. Because she knows that this would happen. So she always has to take like the really long day over it. So she won't lose her flight. For me, it's like the worst, I think, and the most uncomfortable would be like people would just stare at me. Like really stare at me. I mean, the craziness of how unabashedly they would stare at me sometimes. It's just like, wow, man. Like, you know how usually like when someone's looking at you and then you look at them and then, oh shit, like I got caught and they would just turn away. No, but this no. Is like, I'm looking at them and they're like, Looking at me like someone, I was like, I'm just amazed to see your hijabi. I mean, I get it, like in some countries where they're not used to see. Yeah, um, yeah. Like this one time, I was, I think I was in upstate New York. It was a small village. So, like, remember I told you, like, I worked in a summer camp. Yeah. So honestly, all that three months, I was basically in the camp. But like, we could actually go out. So this village is like a, it's it's really in a village. Like you actually call it, it's actually a village. Mm. Um, it's a really small town. You know when in the songs they talk about like, you know, I'm from a small town. It's really small. <laughs> I think they've never seen a hijabi before that for many yeah. of them. So when I went into town, like it's like people got out of the cars to like look at me. Oh, like what? standing by the door and just like staring at me as I, I was walking down the streets to go to the stores. They're a whole like, new world. <laughs> I think you were like that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I positive and negatives, right? So the positive yeah. is probably like they can say that, you know, they've it's it, it kind of like normalize it for yeah, them in yeah, a way. Yeah. Like so hopefully like, you know, me being in, in the flesh, they can see like I'm also a human being, like mm. flesh and blood as well. But like I said, I've been pretty lucky all this while. I might run out of that luck next time I travel well, out not. after this. Hopefully, Hopefully not. not. Yeah, I mean, like, like, I would, I would reckon that would ruin my holiday. Yeah, if that were the case. it just comes back to like being, being a little bit more like extra cautious and like careful about where you're going to. Because I, I know that right now the hate mm-hmm. against like Muslims and Asians yeah. has really sort of like triple fold since like years back. So yeah. everything yeah. that we're seeing on the news right now is very scary. Like people just stab yeah, people for- just because of how they look. Yeah. But the way we are, yeah, it is. It is sad because it's not like it's, it's not, not like something that we can even yeah. Yeah, it's not and, and then at the end of the day, like we're all just humans who just want to live our lives. Yeah, and right. it's the reality is it is that like there are these people outside. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to sugarcoat it's it. And some people have. I I don't even want to say unlucky because it's like it's not even right to even blame it on luck in this case where people get the person mm-hmm. gets stabbed at the end yeah. of the day. It's not that they were unlucky that they were in that situation where they got stabbed. 
someone actually decided that they don't like that person and then yeah. did something to them. So <laughs> the world is so vast and beautiful yeah. and there's enough. enough of it to just go around for people to just go and see. And a lot of times you just kind of want, want to be there and see the world. But some people just want to take that away. First impressions of the countries that you're visiting, especially yeah. like as you enter and the people, the first people that you talk to is so <laughs> important. And the customs are, okay, the customs are usually really stern. But let's talk about like the locals and all that and how they treat mm. you. And sometimes they're not very friendly, you know, they're really like, they just give you like this kind of like very hostile vibes. And it just yeah. sets the tone for like the whole trip. Yeah, and it's it's very unfortunate because I would say that as we travel, like we, we tend to have a lot of anticipation and like excitement, right? It's like oh, you know, you want to see things. And yeah, then, I kind yeah. of just like a total nosedive yeah. from like that, the the high that you have from right. the anticipation to the reality. It's like uh, yeah. yeah. But I, I also want to say that for every one bad person I've met, probably there's like a million more good, good ones. People. Yeah. And I, it's obviously a very serious issue that we, we really need to fix. But like to enjoy your trip at that time, like it's also important to remember that you know, there are a lot of good people out there too. I, I mean, I've got like a lot of stories also where, you know, I have been really blessed. Yes. Like sometimes I tear up just because I'm like, okay, why are they so kind to me? <laughs> like this one time, because as a Muslim, I need to pray, right? I was in an airport one time. I couldn't find a prayer area. And I was like, oh my God, I'm going to have to pray like um, by the side of the airport. And it's always like so awkward, especially when I'm by myself. I don't want people to see. So I was really, really hoping there was a prayer area. So I went up to this guy he was a volunteer helping out people to find their way around the airport so i just basically asked him is there a prayer area or like a chapel i can use to pray i think he realized there was none mm-hmm. and then it was really important to me so he basically went out of his way to like ask the people who were really working because he was a volunteer and said, like, do we have a chapel or not like he went around took a couple of minutes of his time to like look for one there wasn't any and then he was like you know what it's fine come to my office I will let you stay. My, and, you know, he. this guy didn't even know me at all. He basically like, unlocked his office, like, let me in and just, like, shut the door so I can have my private space to pray. Honestly, like, I think that was probably one of the most um, touching moments for me. One of the kindest things someone has done to me, like, to put complete faith and trust in me just because he knows that something's really important to me, that mm-hmm. me praying was something mm-hmm. that was really sacred that I needed to do. So he opened his door, let me in, and just, like, let me pray. And then I went out, and he was like, oh, great. Okay, just go your way. He wasn't even asking for anything back. So all I could give was just, like, some chocolates. And I'd be like, oh, this is so sad. Like, all I could give was just chocolates to you. And just, I, I just wanted to do more. <laughs> I only had chocolate. I will always carry that. In many ways, that story I carry just because sometimes you meet people who aren't so nice. But mm-hmm. that always serves as a reminder to me that for you know every what? one bad or mean person you meet, there are like a million nice people out there. So mm-hmm. there's always faith in humanity. Yeah, humanity. So it's very important. Yes. Maybe like when you spread that kind of kindness to yeah. people, the kindness multiplies. So I think, I don't know who you are to that guy. <laughs> if you're watching this, I just want to say I remember you until this day. <laughs> really, it's a small thing. But he probably thinks it's no big deal. But for me, it meant a lot. Because I do get self-conscious when I have to pray mm-hmm. in the public. For, for people who are not used to it, 
they're probably like freaked out. Like, why is this girl doing yoga in the middle of the <laughs> car? I, I, I still do even until this day. Like, I will pray on the the sidewalks and stuff if I need to. There's nine as many times as I do. I still feel a bit self conscious. Yeah, to, to the sweet guy that helped Amal out, we love you and thank you. Yeah. <laughs> and now I hope you guys you keep doing it for people that are in need. <laughs> I, I love how you put it like they're still like good in humanity and I think that is something that we don't celebrate enough because one bad thing that happens really just kind of like overshadows everything that it has does. been good it does right yeah. yeah 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 it does but it's also very important to concentrate and to also remember the positive parts so that was basically my my story mm-hmm. as a hijabi I guess you're a Chinese girl Chinese Oh my god, was that was that a bad thing to say? I'm so sorry. No, <laughs> but I'm not- honestly, you like a dumpling. <laughs> adorable. I meant it in like the best place. So uh mm. yeah, but like you yourself, no negative or positive experiences for being you. I think I've also been sort of like lucky in the sense that like mm. everything has been so far so good. Like there are some mishaps, but there wasn't like people attacking me because of how I look or like, my appearance. I think the most that I get is people don't really seem to know there actually is like a Malaysian Chinese kind of you know, group of people. Right. Yeah. So right, they always right, think right. that I'm like China Chinese, like I came from uh-huh. China or like I'm Japanese or like I'm Korean. I kind of like tell them, no, 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 like I'm, you know, from Malaysia and I'm Malaysian Chinese. Yeah. So like, Malaysia, like, do you live on trees? <laughs> Yeah, so that's the thing. I I mentioned this to you earlier. Like such a weird statement to actually hear, but you're not the first person who has told me the story, and I find that insane. Like uh, it's either through things like if they know Malaysia, they would say uh-huh. like, okay, Kuala Lumpur Twin Tower, but that's so rare. Yes. Like that is so rare. Usually they picture it. Is it Sabah or like Sarawak where yeah, like, there's beaches yeah. and all that? And then they're like, oh, do you like live on trees? Like come on. Oh my god. I mean, the worst one I got was more like, oh, that's in Africa? I don't like... (laughs) What? We literally have Asia in the name. Yeah. (laughs) You know what? Like, positive, right? Like, okay, so that means that our country isn't that out of the world. But Mm. whenever I go out and whenever people have never heard of Malaysia, I always feel like, ah, this is the opportunity for me to like introduce the country when when i meet any people you can ask any of my non-malaysian friends i hype up malaysia like crazy to the point that when they do come over i'm like oh crap i need to really ensure that <laughs> you got that pressure up to whatever i'm saying <laughs> so yeah i i can tell you like i've got quite a number of people that have sort of anticipated to come to malaysia so why <laughs> yeah. So yes, tourism of Malaysia. If you need an ambassador, I am more than happy. We've got Amal here, who is like really ready, and she knows all the places. Hit her up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. So like, I knew throughout the podcast itself that like, I've been yeah. talking about traveling abroad, but I am a huge fan of traveling within Malaysia itself. Number one thing, of course, the food being, you know, but oh, yeah. you know, our beaches. A lot of people don't even know we've got like amazing beaches. Maybe I, I don't know. Tell me about it. My my favorite, oh, my favorite, hands down, the ones in Sabah is just like out of this world. Just amazing, like uh, Mabul. Mm. And then if you can dive in Sipadan, people from all over the world, like the diving community, would just like flock to Malaysia to come to like dive. And we have so many people who aren't even aware that, you know, Sipadan is an island in Malaysia. So it's kind of sad. But yeah, I also hype up, you know, these kind of places to my friends as well. So again, Tourism Malaysia, if you want an ambassador. 
yeah. <laughs> I am in love with the country. I, I mean, for for all the beautiful places that we have, and the people, mm. and the culture, and the food, it's just amazing. So yeah, so that's just my my tourism 2021 Malaysia message. <laughs> I would agree that it's really really beautiful like in Malaysia. We have like different cultures here, and they don't know that mm. you know yeah. there are so many different type of people. And yes, we can speak English. Okay, <laughs> right. Like, like even if you can't, like yeah. I would, I definitely would say like Malaysians love Malaysians love tourists. So even not fluent English, I'd say like Malaysians are always so Warm. happy to help. Like they would just you know yeah. gesticulate as much as they can to just get the message across and like really help. So yeah. or like help find someone who can communicate to yeah. be able to like help be tourists so yeah warm exactly warm people all around yeah i mean okay in malaysia you can get food like shops are open like malls are open to yeah. 10 p.m and like you can go to mama at like 2 a.m we've got 24 hours like roadside sauce yeah. if you go i mean like this is not that we shade to the uk like why i mean like why are why are restaurants closed at 8 9 p.m no <laughs> like, nothing is open after six or seven especially like i mean maybe in london like yeah you've got mm. you know and you have the pubs and the clubs that open till late but if I just want to go and hang out and like, you know, eat, I can't really do that unless I order takeout to the home, which I actually really do love. But still, like, you know, open to late. Yeah. That's pretty cool. The, yeah. the, the night culture, like overseas, it's just, if you don't drink, it's kind of hard. There's really not but much. I that don't drink. Eat. Yeah. So that's why uh, I think like, yeah. I also only picked up like drinking when I was there because like mm. there's nothing else you can do. It's a, it's a social <laughs> thing, isn't it? Yeah. 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 Totally right. understandable. But I will say this, mm-hmm. studying abroad, like, really gave me a new appreciation on Malaysia. Like, oh, before yeah. actually going, I was like, so, like, oh, I'm gonna, I wanna, I wanna go outside. I'm, yeah. like, so done with Malaysia. You know, like, teenage fatty years. Yeah. I was so embarrassed for, like, my old self in my teens. I mean, I love, I love living there. You know, the weather mm. when it's sunny, when it's oh, not yeah. raining. <laughs> it's amazing. People yeah. are nice and friendly and stuff. But I definitely realized just how much I did not appreciate my own country whilst I was there. Yeah. And it was really like, after I came back, I'm like, I really need to really explore and learn, re- appreciate it. I am really embarrassed to say this and I'm like declaring here as well. I've never been up to the Twin Towers up until now because I keep thinking oh. it's there. So I've never been up until today, which I will rectify once I can actually cross state lines and I'm not state lines, district lines and go I know if so I've been actually. I think right. it was only just one time, maybe. Yeah, maybe we uh-huh. should do that. <laughs> yeah. But I think, like, coming back to what we shared, traveling buddies are actually very, very important when it comes to yeah. like the whole experience. So far, I've been, I've been traveling with different groups of friends. And I think, like, mm-hmm. until now, it's still really hard to find one that like can fit all <laughs> I mean like there are certain it's friends that you go for yeah. yeah that can go for like certain things and then the others like for like other things other things yeah mm. I agree because like same in a way that I've got like different types of friends and so I always adjust the itinerary that we have based on these different types of friends so mm-hmm. the more posh friends would be like the ones where it's more relaxed mm. more relaxing by the hotel you mm. know like lazy strolls hanging out three hours for dinners and then followed by like a wine session for them and me coffee and <laughs> by the fire and stuff like being cozied up I think at the end of the day it's a lot of the expectations of the trip that's really mm. important to 
set up from the beginning. Because mm-hmm. a lot of the times, like, and I think it's very <laughs> common amongst Asians where we don't want to offend people. We kind of mm-hmm. just like don't really be upfront about about our needs. Even if you have an itinerary, people will just be like, yeah, I'm fine with it. But then like when push comes to shove, then like when the actual day comes, and then like other people are like, oh, I actually don't really want to do it. I'm not a fan. Yeah. So if you have different personalities and if you like different stuff when it comes to a trip, mm-hmm. going with someone completely new could totally break that relationship. But like I've gone to a trip where the two of us are like completely polar opposite, but because we've got such a strong friendship foundation yeah. that it was fine. I think the most recent one was when I went to USS. This friend of mine, she literally goes to theme parks but hates rides because it messes with her hair and she's just not a fan of like uh, oh, I know rides. her. So like, Why the heck are you going to a theme park for? She's like, I just want to go shopping. <laughs> so I'm like, okay. Yeah. I ended up like riding the roller coasters by myself. Oh. And but it was fine like because it was already set at the get-go even if we didn't say it I already knew her habit like that wasn't Mm. my first time going to a theme park with her I already knew that I'd end up going by myself so that was that was okay like we ended up having a lot of fun because you know like once I'm on my roller coaster and she's got a shopping machine with me you know with like binge eat like unhealthy food so that was okay but like had it had happened with someone completely new I've never traveled with before or I just never met then it would be really boring I don't know how you manage like into compatibility but I would always say like setting up expectations at the beginning of the trip setting up budget is also another thing that is really important because I used to be a huge cheese Mm -hmm. so I was kind of like the person who kind of like brought the mood down because I'm like oh I don't have I I don't want to exceed my budget so I don't want to do this I don't want to do that and I kind of really feel bad I regret it more so just because I was like oh my god I'm never going to go again why didn't I just like spend that extra bit of cash mm. to do it but that's not to say that would apply in every case I think having a budget is important because you don't want to blow your life saving on one trip alone yeah. like you need to really be within your means I was just being straight up stingy but like if the case is that you really are on a budget be clear at the beginning so that everybody's aware and like you know they can't force you to do something that you don't want to do at the end of the day it would still suck for them even if they leave you behind because they'd still feel bad yeah you know even though you're like I'm fine with it it's okay you just go I'll just sit here it would still not be as fun as if you were there to join mm-hmm. them because they would still feel bad so expectations budget style but you kind of really have to be like transparent and honest with each other like yeah. what you don't want and I feel like especially as students when we were starting off traveling everyone is just trying to be like the good guy everyone just like oh you know yeah it's okay <laughs> And yeah, then, sure, like, I'm fine with that. Yeah. I'm okay. I'm flexible. And I know it turns out you're yeah. as inflexible as a metal rod. And it ruins it for everyone, you know? It it's, does. Uh, don't be that person. Yeah, yeah, don't be that person. Yeah. Don't throw around the word that I'm flexible so freely if you're really not. A lot of times, right, when we book trips, it's all on the whim. And they didn't yeah. actually discuss, like, the places that they really want to go and where are the places that they don't want to go. And they didn't mm-hmm. set this expectation before agreeing to the trip and then you find yourself compromising for the other person and like after compromising a few times you tend to have that emotional imbalance like you know yeah. like, <laughs> but, uh, this right? is not a fun trip anymore yeah, yeah. and yeah. that leaves us straight I would say like my travel tip would be bring slippers that's for one you definitely need to bring uh-huh. slippers like you don't know like where you end up but like slippers uh-huh. are really really important 
and yep. also bring comfortable shoes. I cannot mm. stress this enough. Because like you're Agreed. trying to look cute for your picture, but like you're gonna do a lot of walking. Okay, maybe for me because like, I'm a cheapskate. I gotta walk, right? <laughs> <So> <laughs> yeah, and like your your feet will be hurting and all that. Like you don't want that. I agree. Good shoes will bring you to beautiful places. Yeah. For me though, I think I'm a huge fan of light backpacks. So mm-hmm. okay, light meaning that lightweight where mm-hmm. you can put a lot of stuff in. It's not heavy so that it adds on to the weight because I love traveling light. I don't believe yeah. in like carrying, you know, your house with you while yeah. you're <laughs> walking <laughs> around town. Some people carry handbags. I'm not a fan of it. I know it's personal preference. I put water in. Being hydrated is really important. So especially if you travel to like European countries, there's usually like water for you to like just refill everything. Mm-hmm. So you save up a lot on money. Plus, like you reduce your plastic intake. Hey, that's always mm-hmm. a good thing. A big bottle if you must, because I drink a lot. So I always carry like huge bottles with me. Oh. And I can't even emphasize like just the amount of time people end up like stealing my water just because <laughs> they don't drink water. Yeah. Come on, guys. Like this is like in the Maslow's hierarchy, like food is like at the basic need. <laughs> Because it's heavy. That's why people don't do it. That's why lightweight bottles are important. Mm -hmm. What I do is, if I'm bringing like a big water bottle, it takes up space. That's fine. Mm -hmm. But stuff your underwear inside your bottle whilst you're going, so you save up space. It's clean underwear. It's so (laughs) weird. I don't know why people just like get... I mean, don't put it in the water bottle. Just put it in somewhere else. That, well, okay, what, what my point is, you can stuff yeah. things into your water bottle mm-hmm. to like save space in your luggage so that mm-hmm. when you're actually in the country and like you're starting to travel on foot, you can put your water in, you know, if you really don't want to, just buy one bottle and mm-hmm. then like keep it on you on your backpack and then just refill it whenever. But yes, back to the backpack. It's really important to have a good one. I always lock my backpack as well, uh, but make sure it's easy for you to access things also. Probably want to emphasize on the whole passport thing just now because you also mentioned that losing a passport is really bad. For me, I would always like carry like a small pouch that has mm. like the essentials, um, like passport right. or like keys and all that. You know, it's easy for you to find like if you compartmentalize like all these things yes. so you can get it easily when you need it. Or if you're finished using it, then you put it back at the right place because the mm. amount of time somebody says, oh, where's my passport? <laughs> where's my Your phone? Your heart drops. Your heart drops. There's always one friend that would, you know, say this during the trip. <laughs> Oh, okay. I've got one more. Um, mm-hmm. Two things, actually. One is your bank card. So your bank card, some bank cards require you to activate overseas withdrawal. Mm-hmm. So better check before you actually travel. Because I've been in a situation where I ended up having to borrow my friend's money <laughs> just because oh. I cannot withdraw cash. But with your credit card, if you're an avid traveler, some cards actually give you double points if you shop abroad, which you can basically use to redeem for airline points. You can consider it as like, you know, saving up for your next trip. (laughs) (laughs) Encouraging capitalism. Oh my God. But you're going to be there. You're going to shop anyway. Yeah, yeah. Why not? I would always like not pack extremely like full for my luggages. Like if there's anything you need, just buy it there. Honestly, it's not going to be that expensive. Like you don't need to bring everything from your house <laughs> to to wherever you're traveling. Because if it's full as you are going, you're definitely going to need to pay for like, you know, what's that called? Overweight charges, right? 
for your baggage uh-huh. when you return because you're definitely going to buy stuff. <laughs> like actually on this point, right? So I don't know whether this is an older Asian people thing that yeah. they do, but I have aunts and uncles who mm-hmm. would travel with perishable food. Oh yeah. Um, this they is would bring yeah. rice cookers, <laughs> vegetables, meat. And this is like a trip, you know, like from KL going to Penang. It's like trips abroad. And they would like legit cook. So this one time, I mean, I ended up loving it because I haven't had nasi lemak for so long. But my aunt actually cooked nasi lemak when she came came to Scotland. And I was was so mind blown that this is actually happening. Like, oh my God, he actually brought a rice (laughs) cooker. And it was like nasi lemak. They made like the sambal prepared. So like, you know, they kind of just like boiled the eggs separately and like cut the cucumbers and stuff. Mind blown. But honestly, I would never ever travel that way. I admit it's a good way to save money. For example, I think if you go to Iceland, one sandwich can cost you like 30 ringgit, 50 ringgit because yeah. they're really expensive. If you're saving money, then yes. And I come from a position of privilege to say that I'm able to like just buy because I actually want to mm. experience local cuisine. But again, I guess it goes back to the expectations because yeah. I, I know my mom got really annoyed when she traveled with her siblings. Like she got a huge sibling. Like she's got 11 siblings. Wow. Like, and they kind of like had this huge family trip to New Zealand. They travel like in a whole busload with just them. And every meal, they were just cooking. And I was like, I did not subscribe to this holiday to cook. I came on a holiday to have a holiday. So yeah. again, expectations. Yeah. But that amount is sure more like dedication though. Like, it's not easy to like bring all of these things if it's a food on the receiving end of course it's nice lah, but like not the one yeah thing. yeah because i was studying in scotland at that point so like yeah i don't think i've had nasulamak for quite a while hmm. so on a normal circumstance i would have been just like what is happening but that morning i woke up with nasulamak i was like oh my God. hashtag blessed <laughs> i'm pretty sure i turned up a little bit <laughs> I understand, like, after not eating, like, home cook for so long, for oh. so long, it hits differently. It yeah. hits different. Totally, yeah. yeah. This is such a good conversation. I think I, I laughed I so fun. much. Yeah, me too. <laughs> I, I'm not sure how the audio would sound like, just like us like, uh, laughing. Yeah, I'm so sorry. <laughs> yeah, honestly, like, conversations with you, Chloe, is always, you're just a good time. Like, I, like I was saying, like, it, it kind of just feels like like yeah. every time you're on the phone together it ends up being like a three-hour conversation yeah. also. i miss you so much i haven't seen each other for such a long time but i'm so glad that you agreed to do this and share with us so much stories stories of your friends being oh, no. stories of thank your- you for inviting me <laughs> it's always a privilege and honor to be the traveling friend more so because like amongst my friends i'm one of the people who probably travel less than the others wow. <laughs> so it's nice you're top on my list <laughs> oh thank you thank you it's yeah. an yeah. <laughs> but you know you're welcome to come back anytime oh, thanks, <laughs> and you find me whenever you have a topic in mind that you want to gap with me I guess. yay before we end tell us what is your favorite place to travel so far okay oh if you can't God. choose one you can give me top three i know it's top gonna be hard three. okay sipadan diving in sipadan is just so good i cannot emphasize just how beautiful it is and plus it's malaysia so you know <laughs> spot for it second okay it's not like first second third but more 
like holy first place, I guess. I love Indonesia. It's so big and so diverse. You just have so many things that you can just go and see in Indonesia. And like every part mm. of Indonesia is so different. I've been to Indonesia several times, but my favorite was probably the Flores Island. So it's an area with a lot of really beautiful islands. People tend to like know it for Komodo Island. But diving there, again, so beautiful. But just the landscape, like hiking there, seeing all the different islands, it's just so otherworldly. If I had to recommend anywhere, that tends to be my go-to. It's not too far. Although I have to admit, like flying to Komodo Island might be a bit difficult, but it's worth it. Spend at least six to seven days just exploring the area. There are volcanoes, there are pink beaches, diving, you can see manta rays. Amazing. It's just really pretty. Oh my God, what's another one? Probably Turkey, I guess. It's another Uh, very diverse. You've got the culture, the melting pot of different people there. The people are just so nice. The food is amazing. And then you've got like Pamukkale and Cappadocia, all these different places where the terrain itself is just 180 from each other it's, it's just gorgeous but okay I'm always saying because it, it popped into my head but like after the podcast I'm like oh crap I probably should have like said something else there's so many every place is just unique it's just that mm. these three came up to my brain whilst I was talking to you if you want to ask for travel recommendations I'm more than happy yeah yeah so anytime else but yeah yeah, but I'm I sure think this, like where I want to go once pandemic ends I don't know whether that was something that you wanted to ask after yeah this. yeah the yes first place that I really hope that I could get to is um, Tonga. I really oh. want to go to Tonga because I want to swim with the whales. So I Dang. I hope you will. I want to see that. I want to see that. I want it to happen so much. <laughs> I do. I do. I really hope that that could happen. I'm also, by the way, I don't know whether it's an advertisement or not. If anyone is interested, because I have yet to find a travel buddy for this um, non-existent trip that may or may not happen. Yeah. I am still looking for a travel buddy. So if anyone is interested to swimming with whales, mm-hmm. I am <laughs> opening up. <laughs> my travel buddy to go so yeah hit me up yeah it doesn't matter where you are in the world message me for you yeah like what she said like if you are interested in swimming with wheels please dm (laughs) but yes we have come to an end of the episode brings a lot of good memories back to all our travel stories but i hope that it doesn't make us feel like even worse in terms of like wanting to travel (laughs) This has been a while. Uh, yeah, yeah, it has been a while. At this point of time, I think it's still best to stay safe. We have come so far, yeah, trying and like, yeah, you know, it's trying good. to contain this virus. Right, so far we are doing an extraordinary job. <laughs> in hitting the numbers but uh, okay i think even if it opens up let's not rush it let's just hold yeah. on to our memories chill out with this podcast episode and uh you know visualize with us <laughs> could have yes been, that's like... a good psa please. Yeah. Thank you. anyways thank you so much again amal for joining us thank and for you for inviting me yes if you'd like to see more updates you can follow us on all our socials we are on instagram at underscore the saucy podcast underscore or our twitter account at saucy podcast or you can email us at hello the saucy podcast at gmail.com and we are also on youtube subscribe and like the videos or any support that you can give us would be really great and we will see you in the next episode bye, bye.